everyone. Welcome to Post Credit Brews. This is the podcast where we do a reveal while drinking a cold brew. I'm Dave. I'm Matt. And I'm John. And we're going to continue our string of HBO Max reviews. The latest movie that just came out was Kong versus Godzilla. Obviously um, not as high profile as our Tom and Jerry episode, but here we are. Yeah, as we said with that with that one, contractually obligated. We signed on to do all the HBO Max releases, so we, we had to do this. Yeah. You know, if this went into theaters as planned, I think it would... I mean, even around this entire movie itself, it seemed like it was highly anticipated and mm-hmm. people were getting excited for it. I honestly forgot about it until I saw it was on the list of movies that were going to get released this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as far as all their movies, the HBO Max sort of list that's coming out this year i mean i think this was you know godzilla versus Kong. that was the big one i feel like at least that was their biggest title they're releasing this year um outside of like dc movies and things like that Uh, you know i wasn't necessarily incredibly excited for it but i think it's worth an episode for us to review obviously but yeah no you're right dave we're kind of just streaming along with uh these hbo max releases and just kind of piggybacking off of that you know this whole it's a franchise now you know, the Godzilla movies, the Kong movies. Yeah. It's being coined the Monsterverse on social media now. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely a lot to talk about with regards to the past ones. Does this one hold up to the other, to its um, predecessors, or what could have been done better? You know, there's definitely yeah. a lot we could talk about mm-hmm. in terms of this, besides just our initial thoughts and reactions to it. Yeah, there's a lot like around it than just the, this movie itself, which surprisingly is the shortest of them all. Like you would think a movie like Godzilla versus Kong, it would be this massive, you know, massive movie. And I think this has the shortest runtime at like an hour 53 compared to some of the other ones, which I'm sure are like two hours, two hours. So, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll get into it later. We got some, uh, you know, we got some discussions going on for the other movies that came before this. There are three. Um, two Godzilla and one King Kong movie, and um, yeah, the the monster verse. I, I don't really, I that never stuck with me. I don't I don't know why. It just uh, something about that that title for this shared universe was never. Uh, I don't know. I think they were always trying to catch the MCU, but yeah, it's the first I've heard about it too. It was recently. Uh, was this has this been a thing? It. I mean, it's been coined the monster verse for a while. You had that first Godzilla come out in twenty fourteen. And then about a year after that, you know, you, you heard they were, you knew they were doing a Kong movie and then you found out they were doing a Godzilla versus Kong movie um, in this like shared universe. I don't know if they called it the monster verse way back then, but um, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know that Kong was always a part of their plan. I think like Warner brothers somehow like acquired yeah. Kong mm-hmm. skull Island and like brought it into the universe. But I think that Kong movie was always separate, which is, is kind of interesting. Oh, uh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I read like late 2015 is when they announced like Godzilla versus Kong, and it was right around that time where Warner Brothers like acquired Kong. Yes. 2319! We have a 2319! Excuse me. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you right off the bat, I didn't really enjoy this movie that much. And, and, I, and I will say, David, your unawareness that this was even a franchise, I think, speaks to the testament of like mm-hmm. these. I mean, like, I. Again, like I was not crazy about this movie either. I think there's like one or two redeemable, okay things about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like a cartoon more than anything 
else. But yeah. I mean, the whole time I was watching this movie, pretty much from start to finish, I was like, we're, we're never going to see anything more from this universe. Yeah. Like the next thing with Kong is probably going to be a reboot. Mm-hmm. So it kind of just felt like a dying franchise, which three to four movies in, like you, you don't really want it to feel like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it almost seems like it had like the, the same trajectory as the Cars movies and Pixar. You know, where it started out really, really good, and then mm-hmm. it just progressively got worse and worse as they went on. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think I agree. And you see that with a lot of franchises, you know? I, I like your specific Cars thing, Dave, because I feel like that connects with this Monsterverse really well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I will... Was there a crossover even that, you think? Yeah, I think Lightning McQueen was going to show up at the end of that. I think he's the bad guy in this. No. <laughs> this is a tough crowd today, guys. <laughs> Mater versus Hudson. <laughs> oh, but uh, it would be a good like I, like versus like kind of movie design like this, like Taffer versus Ramsey. Taffer versus Ramsey. <laughs> TLC has has this show. It's called like. Buddy versus Duff, mm-hmm. and it's the Cake Boss versus this other like, I guess like Kate designer that's like really popular, but he does like extreme like detailed paints and stuff like that of of his cakes, and they had like okay. big cake offs and stuff like that. So I think that's like a, it's definitely a concept that's becoming more and more popular. The become the party versus party kind that, of that that maybe Superman I think for sure yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got a few. I mean, Batman, yeah, v Superman, definitely. And then you know, you had Freddy versus Jason, which I never saw years ago. Freddy versus um, Jason. How far I, back are you going for that one? <laughs> that I think that's two thousand three. I think that came out. Um, yeah, Squib versus Conroy. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. So yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Squib. <laughs> You know, my thing with these movies is, you know, eventually at the end, they're going to make up and, you know, agree to fight whatever bigger threat is coming along. Right. And that, and that was kind of the, I mean, you know that before this movie even starts. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. And just as a quick sport, it, the ending is not, they come together because Kong's mother's name is Martha. Yeah. Just yeah. so everybody knows. Yeah. I saw a good meme and it was, um, I mean, this is getting pretty nerdy, but we're talking about Godzilla and everything. Um, and it was Kong screaming at Godzilla saying Mothra, which is like one of his, his villains. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, yeah. Martha, no Marthas were harmed in the making of this movie. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. They did some damage at the end of this thing. I I will get more into it, but I feel like the fights in this movie, aside from one, and I'll mm-hmm. save the one that I liked, yeah. they're just forgettable. Like yeah. I feel like I can pick out like an action scene at least mm-hmm. like two or three in each of the other movies, and this mm-hmm. one I just I, I can't. I mean, I, I mean can. I can, but yeah. they're not memorable in this. Yeah, you see, like when I when see, they were on the screen, it, they were it was at least like that's what you were there for. Mm-hmm. The the supporting cast there was, was so I mean, forgettable in this movie. Oh yeah, it's yeah, the humans are always all, sidelined. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say I think this is the and I said this I think this is the most self aware one though with its cast, mm-hmm. as in I think that it's kind of like a backhanded compliment. As in I think they tried the least with this cast, which I think 
is probably good. There were a lot of characters, but I think there were way too many characters in King of the Monsters, the second Godzilla. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think they held back slightly on this one, but I I kind of agree more on the side of like, you don't go to this movie for the script or for the Mm -hmm. characters, but obviously you kind of want to be connected to them because they're kind of your anchor to it and Mm -hmm. their story is kind of going to endear you into it, but yeah. the, I mean, the only one of these four movies that I think has decent, like, okay human characters and a somewhat decent human story is the first Godzilla. Absolutely, yeah. And I think Cranston anchors that, right? Yeah. Cranston, Cranston, Cranston's I'm, good Say what you will about Cranston. I think he's good in it. And I think, like, the beginning kind of hooks you in with him. But yeah. he's not in it enough. No. But yeah. I, th- I think that what they do with his character serves mm-hmm. the story well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then you have uh, you have Wanda and Pietro playing a married couple in that that's right so that was a year before he's, we even saw them in the mcu at all yeah yeah he's okay as the lead of the movie i think you could have got someone maybe a little bit better yeah um he's a little bland i think as a lead character but, but again like it's yeah, Godzilla movie, so you, you know what i did think with this when they were talking about alexander skarsgård's brother i thought you were going to find out that his brother was cranston from the first godzilla and I think you're right, John, where you say, like, they're never, um, like, you don't go to these for the characters. But I know there's been a couple times where you've been, like, you can kind of see them trying to connect. Or you, let me rephrase that. You can almost predict how they may connect the worlds. So I know you had in the uh, Kong Skull Island and Godzilla 2, you were thinking Charles Dance's character was going to be Tom Hiddleston from Kong Skull Island. And then that never panned out. Not that I'm losing sleep over those things, but I think those are some missed opportunities that they could have done. Yeah, I think you should have found a way to kind of like connect like the casts or the leads mm-hmm. um, in these movies. I think they kind of tried to do that with Monarch, but I don't think Monarch is ever that well explained that yeah. you really know what it yeah. is that it does. I mean, the beginning of this movie, Kong's in like a cell and mm-hmm. like there's no like, I'm sure there's a couple lines here and there that maybe kind of hinted how he got there, but mm-hmm. you don't really know. Yeah. And I, I'm we don't know to, who Rebecca Hall is that's, yeah. you know, with him. And... And, and that's where I'm saying, guys, why don't we save some of our Godzilla Kong discussion for a little later in the episode? Let's just do uh, some brief housekeeping stuff. I think most importantly, what we have to do is open up with uh, happy birthday to Dean Norris, right? Oh, Dean. It's Dean Norris's birthday. <laughs> Best known for Under the Dome on CBS. Yeah. <laughs> His name is Hank. He's got a good supporting role in Disney's The Prom. Is he in that? I think he is. Oh. I remember always thinking it was so random that he's in that. Oh, I forgot I forgot that he was in two of the Better Call Saul episodes this past season. He was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Very good show. Yeah. But let... We usually pour one out for, for celebrities. I think we bring him up one here, but I guess we really can't pour one out for Dean. He's still kicking. Yeah, he's still kicking, but we, you know, I mean, I think we can just say we we got nothing but love and respect for him, right? Yes, happy birthday, Dean. <laughs> um, I will say we poured one out for Jessica Walter, but the uh, George Segal, the grandfather from the Goldbergs, passed away too. That's Those right. Are two big, like, oh yeah, two big actors passed mm-hmm. away, both like very strong in the yeah. projects they were in. Big in TV. Yeah, um, R.I.P. Lucille. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I knew George Seagal. He was like really big in like the 60s and 70s. I know I was reading um, yeah. when he passed away a bit ago. So He's one of the best guys. I liked him in that show. Yeah, Goldbergs. Goldbergs. Yeah, yeah, Pops. 
Yeah. And obviously, all, just because it's on the top of my mind, so I really, I really had not been watching anything other other than this. But you know, John's still doing his uh, Falcon versus Winter Soldier weekly mm-hmm. blogs. Just check them out at postcreditbrews.blogspot.com. Mm-hmm. You can check out the articles there and a bunch of other reviews that we do. And that's mostly just the things that are warranted us to talk about, but just not enough time to do a full episode for. Yeah, yeah. Plenty of content there. And mm-hmm. John does a great job with it, as always. Yeah, John's John's There's a really good, good writer. There will be some reviews up for these movies as well. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely by the time this episode lands um, on all the all the services, uh, there's gonna there will be reviews for all these uh, MonsterVerse movies. Of course, oh. aside from Godzilla versus Kong. Are you doing like I'll a get ra- those all are uploaded? You, are you doing like a ranking type thing, or is it going to be individual reviews? No, so I'm just going to review each of them. Okay. Um, yeah. Cool. So the, the Godzilla one, I'm I'm probably nearly. A, I just have to finish that movie, but yeah, yeah, I'm going to rewatch each of them and then and then review them. Yeah. Godzilla. I think, I think that was my problem with. This I didn't watch any of the other ones. Mm-hmm. I know we talked about it in our text message, but I really think I probably would have at least paid more attention or was be a little more into it if I knew I exactly what was going on. I will say yeah. you have you have a lot more, and we'll get into this more. You have a lot more awareness about why Godzilla is the way that he is in this after King of the after, like if you've seen King of the Monsters, um, I think. Yeah, it depends. I think it depends on how like into these movies you are. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like if you've only seen the first Godzilla, I think you would watch this and be like, "Why the like why why is Godzilla acting that way? Like why Mm -hmm. you know?" Yeah. He's upset. He's he's pretty pissed. Um, and Kong's pissed too. You know, I I I will say we'll we'll get into this a little later. I genuinely felt bad for King Kong in this movie. (laughs) There were. There was some sneaky stuff that happens. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> During the fights and everything? Yeah. The bigger question is, do you think Kong and, and Zilla could, you know, file Fauci's orders and stay six feet apart? Social I don't think you're good. I don't, you're not getting a mask on Godzilla. Yeah. I mean, I think he's doing his own thing, but I also think Kong doesn't really have a choice. He's being, yeah. like, forced. <laughs> I see, I think, you, I think you, could, you could get Kong to wear a mask. I think you could, too. Who is having that conversation? What vaccines you guys think Godzilla and Kong get? I think Godzilla is <laughs> going a straight J and J. Yeah, um, and yeah. I think Kong is going to Moderna do the oh yeah Moderna or uh, Pfizer. You know, so, now I will say that's that Oprah soundbite. It's so like it's really like subtle. Like it's really <laughs> like the audio like cuts in the episode. <laughs> what? Who is having that conversation? <laughs> before we again get into the specifics of the movie we were talking a lot about how there's only one person that we and you know i guess in this movie it's the deaf girl gia who's able to bring them together but we all thought that uh we were all discussing how we felt john taffer would have been able to address uh, the godzilla versus kong relationship in in, you know a bar rescue type scenario Keeping, uh, keep it, yes, keeping up with our um, John Taffer series here in 2021. Um, yeah, I think John Taffer would be able to, I, I, I mean, I think he's got two strong personalities here. Um, but I think he genuinely in the end would be able to get these guys to work together, um, sort of like how it works out in this movie. For the jungle, John sends in Gia, a deaf girl, <laughs> who can only speak the comp by only using her hands. 
is amazing that Kong knows sign language. He's a real asset. That's a a real asset. Godzilla's a hothead. Gotta get him over that ego. This Godzilla's an asshole. (laughs) He he shows up uninvited. He destroys the place. Guys, I'm sorry. I just think he's just a dick. He's volatile, guys. I'm out. What's the, the clip where he's in the kitchen with those two brothers and it's uh, just imagine it's just Godzilla versus Kong. It's Haffer just, just looking at Godzilla. I'll do it for him. I don't want to do it for you. Well, yeah, we, we can go we can go far with this guy. <laughs> we, we did a lot yesterday. There were a lot of messages and... with it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. But, yeah, we love John Taffer here on this show, obviously, so... Um, never did I think we'd have an episode where we're acknowledging Dean Norris's birthday and John Taffer solving a dispute between Kong and Godzilla. <laughs> Too heavy subjects. Monster rescue. Oh, side note. Monster rescue. <laughs> Bar rescue's coming back for a new season. I'm actually really excited for it. Looks pretty dramatic. I sent I, I sent the trailer, but I didn't watch it, so I I, I should have. I just saw it and I figured it was yeah. funny. I sent it. It's just God. a little promo thing. It's not like a full trailer. You mean, there's not even cry. any cutscenes for anything. But I think we're missing the big part. It Taffer cries in it, like legit. Like he's that's what I thought I saw because I, I didn't listen. I didn't listen to it. But mm. yeah, yeah. I guess is it all supposed to be like restaurants, like during COVID? Maybe. Yeah. You no, know, he's probably crying. You know, maybe he he saw, he heard Hootsie's story, like his backstory, and why he had the eyeball in the jar. <laughs> Found out Carl doesn't have a relationship with his father. <laughs> what? We should be laughing about that. <laughs> I was told by Ginger got pretty deep. Yeah. I think all grown up tried to get deep. I think episodes. I think I, think I, I honestly like... think there was like an episode about about eating disorders that's told by Ginger. And Ginger? There might have been. See, I think all these worlds have to meet now. Taffer. Ginger, Godzilla, <laughs> into the Gingerverse. <laughs> oh well, that kind of actually reminds me. It's not as much banter, but um, and you mentioned it to me, Matt. What do we got? What do we think of the Sony deal now with Netflix? Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, so so, Dave. Yeah, I texted John earlier today. I was telling him so Sony made this deal with Netflix where like all their movies are going to go to Netflix, but like. They're going to release in theaters, then they're going to go to like rental and like DVD and Blu-ray purchase, and then they're going to go to Netflix. So that means like your Spider-Man movies, your like Uncharted, um, Sony like animation, they're going to be like specifically at Netflix now. And, uh, and then are they going to go off? Starting with to go DVD? 2022, right? Yeah, early 2022. Um, I mean, I don't know if they're always going to be on there, Dave. I think it's just going to be. I don't know. It almost reminds me like similar, like Disney had a deal with Netflix like for years. Interesting. Like, yeah. And I think they said this is like almost mirrored after the Disney deal. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I think we probably should have expected it because that one animated movie they have coming out um, is like, I guess it's still a Sony production, but it's coming specifically to Netflix. So I'm sure they, they had some deal in the works for a while, but. Yeah, and originally Sony movies were at Stars, which is probably like a huge loss for Stars, because um, I don't really know anyone that has Stars. 
but yeah. Yeah. I think I have it, but yeah, we have it, but mm. I haven't gone on that in so long. But, but yeah, I think it was kind of like the, and like the Disney movies, I think this will be like that. They come on there in nine months mm. and then they're probably on there for like a while, probably at least like eight or nine months. Mm-hmm. But like future Spider-Man mm-hmm. movies and all that will be pretty cool to see on there. Yeah. The and next I mean, Jumanji movies. Mm-hmm. And I imagine when they roll their movies out, um, you know, I imagine like the Spider-Man movies will probably all be on there, whether it's the Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield. Yeah. So yeah, it's that, a big deal. What, what was it too? It's um, if Sony, so I think they said like Sony's going to have movies where they possibly just put them to streaming. Like if it was a movie, they would just put on PVOD or just decide to skip oh, really? theaters. Okay. Yeah. Netflix has the first claim before they can like if you know if they wanted to give the if Sony decides that they don't want to put the movie in theaters and they want it to be a streaming release, Netflix has the first, like first dibs on it. Mm. Um, so if Netflix passes on it, then they can take it elsewhere. Otherwise mm-hmm. it becomes a Netflix movie. Is that more of like a, like the Indies, like a Sony picture classics type thing? Would that like go right to Netflix? Pro- probably. So I think it's, yeah. I think it's any movie Sony decides they don't want to do a theatrical release for it. Mm. Um, they okay. have to like give it to, they have to show it to Netflix. If Netflix doesn't want it, then they can take it elsewhere. <laughs> It's gotta be pretty so, bad, Netflix. I mean, not that's not a crack at Netflix, but I imagine. Netflix is gonna take it. Yeah, Netflix yeah. is gonna take whatever they don't want to. Yeah. So okay, cool. Yeah, no, that, that was a big deal. I know another piece of movie news that I saw, and that was today. Um, do you know that movie Steven Spielberg's doing about like his childhood? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know? Did you see who got cast? Like the it was big like casting news. Um, who's gonna play like his father? So. Seth Rogen's going to play like his his uncle, um, and then Paul Dano just got cast to play the father in it. Okay. Which, um, yeah, it which, sounds interesting. Yeah, and it's when you read the background on like Steven Spielberg and his like childhood and like his family and his mom and dad, like it's it's interesting. I know that was for a while people were speculating on who they were expecting to to be cast in that. So I, I think Paul Dano is a good choice. Not Marcus from the Benchwarmers. Mark, Marcus from the Benchwarmers. <laughs> oh, that's a good soundbite, too. Um, he, you know, I really don't know who I was expecting, to be honest with you. I mean, I definitely wasn't expecting him, but um, I don't know. I really wasn't thinking about it too much. Yeah. Sounds like their relationship with his fathers is interesting because I think yeah. they said the way he would like to pick, and I haven't really thought of it. I've seen a lot of his movies, but mm-hmm. he's, he's, he may be my favorite director. If not, he's up there. Yeah, but um, I think they said like the way he depicted fathers in his early movies mm-hmm. shifted because he initially thought that I guess his parents became divorced, and yeah. I think for so long he thought it was because of his father, but it really mm-hmm. ended up being because of his mother. So I think they said "Catch Me If You Can" was one of his first movies where he started to depict the more like nurturing, like positive, like father son relationships, and yeah. you see that with Christopher Walken and "Catch mm-hmm. Me If You Can." That's what yeah. I was reading, and I've and I've seen no, that movie. Yeah. Christopher Walken's a positive character. In mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and they, if you ever see the HBO documentary on on Spielberg, they go into, yeah, they talk about how the mom fell in love with like somebody else, but she was still married to the dad, and instead of like the dad wanting the kids to have this negative image of the mom, the dad kind of left, and they all sort of looked at the dad negatively. 
Um, and it wasn't until they grew up that they kind of knew the whole story that mom fell in love with someone else and dad just kind of left quietly. Um, and the kids. I think Paul Dana. I think Paul Dana is going to play that great. Yeah. If they decide yeah. to show that much in the movie, of mm-hmm. course. But. Yeah, I feel like they will if he's telling that personal of a story. Um, but it's a good cast. You you know you have Paul Dana, like I was saying, Michelle Williams is playing the mom, and then Seth Rogen is like this uncle figure type in the movie. So it'll be good. Yeah. And some other news. I was waiting to announce it until you know we we put the money down, but Postcard Bruise is leaving Pennsylvania for a weekend. We're going to Boston for a Phillies game. We're excited for it. Yeah. Early, early July, early mid July, pretty much. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 We're excited. And you really kind of like got us onto this, Dave, you, you were telling us about the trip and then, um, you know, Boston's always a, a town that we've wanted to visit. So I've always wanted to go there. Yeah. So we're going yeah. with this group called fans of Philly. They organize trips for, Flyers, Phillies, Sixers, and Eagles games mm-hmm. at all the at away games every year. Yeah, an opportunity for mm-hmm. Philly fans to come together and mm-hmm. meet new people. Yeah, and just to see all the stadiums. You guys know my bucket list. I I want to see every MLB and football stadium. Mm-hmm. I have a a little a little bit of a I guess you would call it like a Pinterest Pinterest project mm-hmm. where I have like a silhouette of the United States, and for every state, I'm going to put a picture of myself in front of a stadium or stadiums for each state that I'm, that I go to, mm. to fill it in. Yeah. I know like you, you've taken a, a trip, you know, with these guys before too, Dave, right to new Orleans a few years ago. Yeah. I went to new Orleans yeah. and that it was for fun. Eagles game. The, the Eagles game was not fun because we got blown out, but <laughs> yeah, it was cool. The bourbon tree is a lot of fun. I, I recommend going there at least once in your life. Yeah. I wanted to go over to the next street over, which is kind of like bourbon. Mm-hmm. It's uh. French Street. French Street. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I don't know much about New Orleans, but I know it's it's a fun time. It's good food. Good time. Uh, definitely a different environment than what we're used to up here in the the Northeast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Different atmosphere, right? But we're, yeah, but like we're Bo- excited. Boston. I mean, I don't think Boston will be super different from Philadelphia, but probably probably pretty different. Yeah, I'm just worried about what the the COVID situation is like. I, my buddy is from Boston. He said it's pretty strict up there. They're pretty strict up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I said the, the fact that they're letting people in baseball stadium is probably a, a huge step. Yeah, I'm sure it's like I don't think we'll be able to sit at a bar, which I don't care. But at least we, if we could do indoor dining or something like that, mm-hmm. you said there's a lot of places we could check out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm excited to go. I mean, I know a few people that have gone to Boston and they, they've spoken positively of it. So a lot of people keep telling um, me the Boston beer works is a place to go. Okay. Well, to it's, like, it's, a- like their, it's like their main brewery. Yeah. And it's, like, it's like a two minute walk from our hotel. Okay, good. Good. Yeah. I'll be excited once we get that itinerary, you know, oh, that, like the trip's real. You guys read the New Orleans one. Like, I was pumped up they when I read that. Me. Yeah. 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 That'll be exciting. <laughs> yeah. Are we getting the uh, the same Megabus driver? I no, I don't think we're getting a Megabus for this one. It's probably a coach. It sounded nice, whatever the bus was. I think. Yeah, yeah. Please, please. The Megabus is the only mode of transportation me and Dave know how to get to New York. Yeah. Oh. So, did you guys use that to see the Irishman? Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it like a dollar to take it? 
Uh, I don't. I think we probably paid a little more than a dollar. It was like thirteen dollars or something. Like yeah, that. I mean it's cheap uh, as hell to take a mega bus. Yeah, but there's also a, a while where they were all catching on fire across the country. So <laughs> now there's a reason why they're cheap. I mean, we're about to see a Joe Pesci movie, so it was worth it. Take right. a flaming bus to New York. <laughs> I would have ridden on like on like a horseback to get to New York to see Joe Pesci on screen again. <laughs> and I mean, even though we were duped. He didn't show up at the meet and greet at Applebee's afterward. We, you know, it was still a fun trip. But that's that's right. So post credit brews will be in Boston in the beginning of July, the weekend after after the Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. We we will have a meet and greet at the baseball tavern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right before the right after the game. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. well, it's like five dollars for a pitcher, and it's. Mm-hmm. A picture with us, and it's three dollars for an autograph. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're talking to our Irish fans here because we're we're assuming maybe you're going to take the trip out to Boston, but <laughs> uh but no, yeah, it'll be fun. We're excited. I, something to look forward to. Yeah. Um. So with that said, I don't know. We, we got a couple dueling beers here tonight. Um. I know I have a beer called the Vienna Lager from Workhorse Brewing Company out in. Uh, King of Prussia, and what do you got, Dave? I have the Victory Brotherly Love Hazy IPA. So we figured what we'd do is kind of like you know we didn't have a set beer for tonight, but you know in the spirit of Godzilla versus Kong, have two beers go at it. And um, I don't know. I guess we'll let John be the the judge here. He's the he's the sober neutral party. Whatever case is better pleaded, I guess. Yeah. 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 And I guess you know. We'll go back and forth with our beers, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe uh, the best one gets a prize or something like that. What's the prize? I think the best one gets a shot right when we get to Boston. But uh, so with that said, do we want to kind of do the ceremonial beer crack? Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Drink up while it's cold, ladies. Okay, so let's just get into it. The the MonsterVerse, this whole yeah. Godzilla and Kong thing. Now, I know, John, I know it sounds like you are the are, are more experienced or more knowledgeable person with regards to the MonsterVerse. So I get, yeah. I'm going to let you take the reins on all this. I guess I'm probably the one that's... This. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times have you seen these movies, Matt? Once? Aside um, from maybe I, the first Godzilla? For sure. The first Godzilla I've seen a few times. I, I genuinely like that movie. And yeah, Kong yeah. Skull Island, I actually just recently watched that a couple months ago. Um, and, and that's fun. It's a good movie. I mean, you're not, you know, when you watch it, you're not expecting The Dark Knight, but it's still an enjoyable watch. Um, yeah. And I think kind of everything that came after that, Godzilla 2 and Godzilla versus Kong, just was, you know, wasn't good. So, yeah. Yeah. I think the first Godzilla is definitely the best one. Um, and mm-hmm. as I said earlier, um, it's definitely the one that has the best, like, human components. Um, it's also yeah. just different in the way it kind of approaches like its monster, mm-hmm. um, you know, work. Like, you know, you don't see Godzilla a ton, which that's everyone's biggest complaint of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you like something like Godzilla versus Kong or Godzilla King of the Monsters a lot, I can totally get why you don't like the 2014 Godzilla. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was different. Like, I felt like Edwards was genuinely trying to make like a film and like an experience. Mm-hmm. Not that these other directors weren't, but it was definitely just a different approach. I think he was, you know, definitely trying something a little more yeah. more stylistic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think for the most part, Gareth Edwards mm-hmm. succeeds with that movie. I, I like yeah. it a lot. I feel like I like it more each time I watch mm-hmm. it. 
Yeah, I, I think the the tone in that movie is so like substantially different from what you you see in the movies that came after it. And I Gareth Edwards, I think, does a really good job with that movie. Um, and I really liked he did a movie before Godzilla. It was called Monsters. It was like Scoop McNary. It was a really like low budget like indie movie. But it you know it was kind of about the same thing. I mean, if anything, it was about whatever like the monsters in Godzilla. They reminded me a lot of the monsters that were in that first movie that he did. But he's a good director. I mean, I, you know, say what you kind of will about his involvement with Rogue One, but I really do think he did a good job with the first Godzilla. Um, and then kind of everything that came after it, it was just a little too like campy, a little too, I think you brought this up earlier, John, Saturday morning cartoony, but you know. And I'm kind of in the same camp with you for Tonk Skull Island. That was 2017. Again, I mean, I think the best character in that movie is John C. Riley. Um, And I mean, he's not great, but I mean, he's the most like he's who you're kind of attached to. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was actually listening to a podcast of a it's the Collider podcast, uh, which you can always check that website out. There's a ton of good articles there. Um, But they were talking, you know, some of the editors, they were doing their podcasts and they were talking about these movies. They were specifically talking about Kong Skull Island. Mm -hmm. And I guess the director, Jordan Voigt Roberts, had had DM'd one of them, those editors, I guess they were talking about the movie. And he'd said apparently that he always, in his eyes, the movie was always about John C. Riley's character, and in mm-hmm. his eyes, John C. Riley, John C. Riley's character was always the lead. But the mm-hmm. studio made him include like Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson oh, to wow. like try and sell okay. the movie more. Which, I mean, I I think Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson are okay in the movie. They don't, mm-hmm. don't they're not memorable. Um, yeah. Whereas I think John C. Riley's character is not an amazing character, but he stands out more. He's who you remember. Him mm-hmm. and Samuel Jackson, I think, too. He's a good antagonist yeah. in that. Mm-hmm. that. That's a stacked cast. Kong Skull Island. Um, and I, I think you're I think John C. Riley like steals Kong Skull Island um, in that. But I mean, you look at like John Goodman, Samuel Jackson, Tom Hiddleston, Brie Larson. And and I think John C. Riley is the only one who has memorable scenes in that movie. And then it's like just right. a list of like B and C list actors. But um, just for the end with John C. Riley, when you, he <laughs> he uh, actually gets his redemption story. You find mm-hmm. out what happens to him. Mm-hmm. It's like the rest of the cast. You're just like, oh, I guess they just run their own way. Yeah, you're not interested. <laughs> yeah, exactly. they get yeah. such good supporting. I mean, like. The supporting cat, like yeah, like the supporting actors in this. I mean, who's the um, oh, who 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 is it that played Eddie e- Easy E in Straight Outta Compton? Oh, What's his name. Yeah, I I forget his name. I mean, I know Mitchell something. Michael Jackson Torrey. Mitchell, Jason Mitchell, Jason, Jason. Yeah, maybe I know he's canceled though. I think I think we've canceled. Oh, is he? Tory's yeah, canceled. Okay. Huh? Tory's canceled. <laughs> yeah. What did Tory do? Easy, <laughs> different easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's. But and then you have um the guy that played Doctor Dre and uh, he's in it too. And 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 yeah. Ice Cube's son O'Shea Jackson Jr. is in Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yeah. So, so like and a, so like some of the I, the one guy from Hamilton's in King of the Anthony Ramos is Anthony in King Ray, of the Monsters. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, 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 the cast these movies were able to assemble is just mm-hmm. that. And I, I hate saying it, but I'm sure this is a good paycheck for them. You know, I don't think they're really looking at this and saying like, this is a, a great, you know, sometimes I feel like you read some of those like interviews and like read those articles and you're just like, I don't know. Like, I, I can't imagine they're going into this because it's like, it's, I wanted to work with the director. I wanted to work with the writer. 
you know, I mean, it's a big franchise. I'm sure it's a good paycheck. That's probably anyone that's on Michael Bay's payroll. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And And another thing. So you can go. No, you go, John. I was going to say another thing I think that's important to look at with these movies is, and the Collider podcast notes this as well. Um, which you can listen to wherever they're, you know, you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, like the directors that these movies were able to get, they're all like, they like when they directed each of their respective movies, they're all very up and coming. They'd all kind of done indie movies. So you, Gareth Edwards, as you said, did Monsters. Yeah. Um, Jordan Boy Roberts had done that Kings of Summer, mm-hmm. which I've still never seen. Um, not a fan of it. Yeah. No. I, it, King it, of the Mo- Yeah. It's not good. I, I People like it. Like, I, I, I think I just, was expecting something different from it. I also haven't seen it in years, so, but, yeah. And then we get to Michael Dougherty and Godzilla, King of the Monsters, who I think he directed Krampus, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think Krampus, <laughs> and then I think he did um, Trick or Treat. I think that was his thing. I think you're right. Yeah. And then Adam Wingard, I know, had done uh, that movie with Dan Stevens, I believe The Guest. Um, okay and adam wingard's the director of godzilla versus kong um mm-hmm. godzilla yeah. king of the monsters is in 2019 though that's kind of maybe where i was turned off a little bit to this franchise. i was still interested mm-hmm. and i think of all the four movies that delivers like the action with the monsters the most yeah um but again like the and i've only seen that twice that's one of the more recent ones but i think mm-hmm. the action scenes in kong skull island and the first godzilla stand out to me a little bit more than in that movie which that movie just kind of threw everything but mm-hmm. the kitchen sink into it. And I think part of it yeah. was maybe we don't know how long this franchise is going to last. Let's just give the fans everything, which I think there's something admirable in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for, like, I think it's a so-so movie. I don't think it's horrible. I don't think it's great. Yeah, see, I, I don't even necessarily think they had that in mind with it, John, because um i think essentially what happened was like yeah like godzilla godzilla king of the monsters released and it didn't do as well at the box office and then they they pushed the brakes on godzilla kong because i mean they they were already filming godzilla kong when the second godzilla came out and i've heard that's why they still went ahead with godzilla versus kong Mm -hmm. because it was still it was already filming when godzilla king of the monsters came out but you're right i they were very they were it didn't make that like it didn't make the money they expected king of the monsters Mm -hmm. yeah yeah which look at what that came out or i mean that came out around disney's aladdin live action Mm -hmm. um not too far from toy story 4 yeah yeah so it kind of got like cannibalized the box office yeah Yeah. i'm trying to think of what uh, endgame was probably still doing really well at the box office yeah yeah all yeah. Disney movies, jeez. Now, if you release this maybe like a February, March, Godzilla two, I feel like that probably would have done pretty well. Right, but and that's King of the, or, uh, excuse me, Kong Skull Island came out in March. So mm-hmm. yeah, and again, I think hard. that I was gonna say I think it did pretty well. I think it did less than Godzilla, but it didn't do horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and you know, one thing I'm gonna highlight with these two is the effects have always been good in these movies. They have been, yeah, um, yeah. I, I was I, especially Kong Skull Island. I feel like they stick out to me the most in that. Like there were some really good effects in that, and they didn't bring Toby Keppel back to do motion capture for Kong and Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> some yeah, uh, yeah, he, he he did the motion capture for Kong in uh, Kong Skull Island. It looked cool. Well, he's in. He's an actor in Kong Skull Island too, right? Uh, yeah, he he croaks pretty quick in that, but. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. Do any of these movies stand out to you, Dave? Like, is do you have a particular favorite or? I thought Kong was probably the best of all of them. Mm, yeah. Definitely the most memorable. And I think you 
one of you said it at the beginning of the show where it wasn't really intended to connect to the the Godzilla movies. Mm-hmm. So in a, in a way, it was just its own solo movie. And mm-hmm. I think that gave it a little more freedom to express itself and not feel like it had to, you know, make connections to every little thing throughout yeah. it. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of old school Marvel a little bit. It was like you knew like there was a sprinkling like Monarch and all that stuff, but like it wasn't super heavy handed. And you didn't. Yeah, you didn't really know what potential this universe had. Like you knew it was going to connect to Godzilla, but like mm-hmm. they weren't beating you over the head with it too much. I felt I they did that. I... End cre- they did that end credit scene, but that wasn't like a crazy like hammering over the head with it. It was yeah. kind of a cool early Marvel scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I the way I. I compare the two was the two Godzilla movies showed you what the destruction will look like yeah. with Kong it it showed you what the destruction could look like because mm-hmm. he's just on that island the entire time in that movie yeah doesn't really yeah. make it to civilization at all mm-hmm. in the Godzilla movies he goes for full force and then like just attacks the shit out of the the countries and people mm-hmm. and all that stuff yeah I feel Godzilla like that's plays- really that that's really emphasized in the first one. I feel like there's the whole like tsunami scene mm-hmm. um, and just things yeah. like, like the, yeah, you definitely installation get of fear aspect. and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With Kong, it's more of a mystery. Like how's he going to react? <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, you genuinely feel like Kong's a good guy. I, I mean, not Godzilla too, but yeah, but that's a good point. Yeah. The destruction's a big point too. Is like in the first Godzilla, he's like, going near like nuclear power plants and, and all that stuff you know so you're seeing kind yeah, the of the way they de- implications the way they depict him by the end of that movie though i mean he is like like i think the way they kind of characterize godzilla especially after that first one is pretty cool mm-hmm. um and then in the second one they go for the whole like oh well he's the king and which yeah. i guess is accurate to the lore um and i mm-hmm. think this movie played off that a lot which is kind of what i was getting at earlier whereas if you haven't seen king of the monsters you maybe wouldn't know why Godzilla is the way that he is throughout mm. this movie. So I was going to say, like, why is is he just trying to like show his dominance and be like, I'm so he sees like... he sees Kong as a threat. Okay. So you know he yeah. thinks you know uh, the Mothra died, but I mean Mothra worked with Godzilla in that King of the Monsters, but like mm-hmm. he he thinks Ghidra's dead. Godzilla, he's mm-hmm. like that three headed dragon in King of the Monsters, and yeah. Rodan too. Like the, they all bow to him at the end of that movie. So it's kind of like he is seen as the king. Um, and Kong kind of getting introduced, you know, when they're mm-hmm. taking him on that boat. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, I guess a threat to Godzilla's power, which mm-hmm. maybe not the most developed or best story in the world, but yeah. it's kind of a cool concept. So let's just, I, I was going to say with that, that's you a know, good segue. With us getting this conversation, let, let's get into Godzilla versus Kong. Um, I mean, I think that's a good, that's helpful for me, John, because I was kind of like sitting there in the beginning of this movie, scratching my head and being like, why is Godzilla so angry? <laughs> it, it, it took me a little bit to think about it. And maybe part mm-hmm. of it is, um, it, you know, in my rewatches, because, you know, I'll have those reviews on the blog. I haven't gotten to King of the Mind. Like, I'm still finishing the first Godzilla. But yeah. that is kind of how, why he is the way that he is. And mm-hmm. and I talked to someone, uh, you know, that I work with kind of about the movie. And they'd even said, like, yeah, that's... Like Godzilla sees himself as the king, so if you know they're bringing in another monster, yeah. um, you know, that's why he would he would sense that threat. Was it Johnny? No, it was not. Mm-hmm. Was John? It was I. It was actually Sandy, but Sandy. big Godzilla fan. <laughs> oh, Linda. But, <laughs> you know who I feel the most bad for in this is is Kong, 
Like, I, I feel like we needed a little more context on Kong because, like, you open it up and he's just he's in this little like dome thing and he can't leave. He wants to leave, but he can't. Did they explain why he was in there? I, I maybe in like maybe in like a, a short conversation they said like we couldn't keep him. I, I think they couldn't keep him on the island because Godzilla would have come after him. So they were like trying to protect him. So they had they had him in that dome, but like there was okay. no like explanation of like yeah. when he got to that dome. It's, or, it's, it just yeah. open, uh, opens up with him, you know, mm-hmm. doing like a daily routine. You see him like bathing underneath um, this waterfall, mm-hmm. you know, ass hanging out and everything. Yeah, and a good, and then, good ass scratch in there. And an ass like an onion makes me want to cry. Yeah, they had to get the ass scratch in there. Yeah, and then so you, the, the, the little girl onion. shows up. I, mm-hmm. I had no idea who she was at yeah. all. Was she in any all, of the all, other movies? No. So no, but they the explained... only characters the only characters in this that were in previous movies. I don't think I'm forgetting anyone, but I think it's just Kyle Chandler and Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, they were in the last. The last they were in King of the Godzilla. Monsters. Yeah. So, mm. do you see that running meme on Twitter where it's a picture of Kyle Chandler and it's like name an actor that's in everything but you forget his name. I heard I heard that on the radio a couple mornings ago. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, they they were saying like he. Uh, yeah, like, don't disrespect Kyle Chandler like that. I'm like that sounds the first I actually I actually heard. It. I felt for it. I didn't even know who his name was. Yeah, he's a good actor. I, I like him. <laughs> I wasn't a fan of either of them in this movie though. No. Yeah. I, yeah. They. I don't think they're bad it in it. Yeah, they're just I mean, kind of pointless, especially Kyle. Kyle, Kyle Chandler is not on the screen for more than four minutes. He's in it for like two seconds. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Millie no, Bobby Brown's character—it's just like, I—it was—it was just so quick where she's just like, "All right, I know what I have to." Like she's listening to the podcast. She's like, "Oh, like I get it now." And then she's like off on the road. And they're yeah, wasted. The pe- Brian Tyree Henry and that that Julian Dennison, the kid from Hunt for the Wilder People, like they're mm-hmm. they're both way better than this. Yeah, like, way yeah. way better. Mm-hmm. And I've got heard Brian Tyree Henry's a fan of the subject matter. Again, as we were kind of discussing, is it is it that or is it a paycheck? But mm-hmm. I don't. He's a much better actor than this. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't I, think he's bad in it. Yeah. But he's so kind of a cartoon. It, that brings me up, and I, I don't know. Maybe we're we're talking a lot about Collider here. But this is years ago. I was listening to the Collider podcast, and um, I'm pretty sure it was still Collider at the time. And they, you know, Michael Rapaport. Yeah, he they had him on as a guest, and they did this interview. It was when Kong Skull Island was coming out, and they did this interview where um, the the director was talking, and he was like, "You know what? Like back in previous movies, you had a smaller Kong. We're going for a bigger Kong." And it was just like all this like weird it, it, like all you got to say is it's an action movie like it's not like this like serious thing um and he just like freaked out he was like are you kidding me he was like it's a king kong movie he was like all you got to like, say is it's going to be a fun action movie you don't got to give this whole like lengthy speech about how kong is bigger in this movie than other ones like it was just it was really funny like it's a fucking ape yeah so, <laughs> but like that's all you got to do is like sometimes you have to take a step back and just be like like this is just a, a fun action movie like you don't have to explain it the way like they do in interviews sometimes right and that um, that's i think that kind of goes hand in hand with the reviewing too like not that like not that we should hold back or any other critics from like you know critiquing this movie but like i think it's hard to read a review for this movie and it's like well the script is awful and all this mm-hmm. because it's not that's not 
you shouldn't go into move into a movie, you know, thinking your script is bad or poor, or if your script yeah. is bad, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I doubt that the people making this movie thought that, but like, it's also not no. their main like goal, their mm-hmm. main objective. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other thing too, is like these people had to promote the movie too. Like he's not going to get up there and say like, this is an okay movie, you know? Um, yeah. I think the same goes for these actors. Like they have to sell this movie. So people are going to see it. Um, and they're also getting paid to do it. So they're not going to talk all this shit on how bad this movie is or that movie is, but uh, you know, it, it is funny. Like, yeah, like, like some of the stuff I've seen Brian Tyree Henry in, um, cause he, he's put in some really good work since he, uh, the first thing I saw him in was Atlanta, but I was going to say he's put in some really good work since then. And then you kind of see some of the scenes that he's put in, in this movie. And I'm just like, yeah, part of me is like, he's better than this. Right. Uh, you know what, for, for a dumb action fantasy movie, like, I guess you could say I had fun with it. Um, I'm not saying it was my favorite movie, and I'm not saying it was all that great, but there were some scenes where I was like, okay, this is enjoyable. Mm-hmm. All, the whole, the whole scene, and, and, and I guess maybe given some of a plug to them here, but pretty much anything Kong was doing in Hollow Earth, the whole time I couldn't help but just imagine what Friday Beers is going to make of that. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> that that went right There's over tons my of head. Memes and that. Yeah. Hollow yeah. Earth we've never seen before. This is the mm-hmm. first like they. It's definitely been getting they like name dropped that. in the other movies, yeah. but this is the mm-hmm. first time you see it. And it was, I don't know. It was just like goofy. He's like floating. He's flying. Yeah. Weird. I well, you know what? Know what I felt so bad for <laughs> is so Rebecca Hall talks to that girl and she's like, "Hey, we got to get Kong to go down there," and she's like, "Is his family down there?" And she's like, "I don't know." And then she just walks over and tells Kong, like, your family might be down there. No, she doesn't even say might. She says, your family's down there. I felt so bad for her. But they never go back to it. Like, you don't see Kong, like, upset. And, yeah, yeah, I forgot. He just kind of just just yeah. go down that hole. Yeah. I thought he was going to freak out. I thought he was going to be like, you betrayed me. Like, I, f- I mean, he was going to die if he stayed there. And then she's like, your family's down there. Oh man, I felt I bad for him. <laughs> he runs. I guess, he doesn't. He's he's yeah. off. <laughs> I guess not to skip too far ahead, but and I'd hinted at it earlier. Um, I think the only part I'll like genuinely remember from this movie, the, uh, in a positive, in a positive way, is uh, I thought the fight on the freighter was actually pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. The that water was, fight, like that was the standout. I I, I kept seeing that promo image where he like. Godzilla throws the punch, or excuse me, Kong throws the punch at Godzilla, mm-hmm. and I that always got me excited for this movie. And I thought that was like the one fight that delivered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought it was I, unique to all the other ones we've seen mm-hmm. in these movies. I thought the thing that stood out to me in that was like, yeah, the Godzilla Kong fight. But I liked how the the ship just kept like going mm-hmm. up and down, and it was kind of like Godzilla tr- or Kong trying to like stop it, and the people sort of like flooding in there. But right. there's times when like he was like. Kong was like drowning and just getting up and catching his breath and he's laying on the, on the freighter mm-hmm. and you could just tell by the look in his face like it's like humble, humbling him a little bit like damn maybe I'm not the best out there yeah I mean he's I, I guess he's never had to fight something like Godzilla at yeah. least in a while right mm-hmm. yeah no yeah cool. no, I'm glad the, you brought that up yeah. the opening was pretty cool how they had the title cards but it was like a family tree of like all of like Godzilla fighting his villains and then Kong fighting his villains. And it, yeah. it came down to like them like facing off with 
that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was like yeah. a bracket. Yeah, it felt like mm-hmm. a bracket. Yeah, like NCAA like, bracket. Yeah, it was almost like them saying, like, hey, like, you might not remember this from this movie, but this happened and this happened. But, um, man, yeah, and it, Hollow Earth and I... I, what, I like, I'll, just, I'll, I'll remember the Hollow Earth stuff from this movie, but not positively. Yeah, but what is it? Like, he goes down there and then he just has to, like, reclaim the throne. He just picks up the axe and he's like, this is mine. They have to go to the Hollow Earth to get, like, the power source for, okay. I guess, again, spoiler alert. Obviously, we're going to be spoiling this movie. But uh, mm-hmm. um, so if you want to see it, it's still on HBO Max for probably a couple, you know, maybe three, four more weeks. Um, but we will be spoiling it. Um, so they have to go to Hollow Earth to get the power source for Mechagodzilla. Mm. Okay. That's why they have to go down there because the one actress, uh, I think Isa Gonzalez, right, is a Demian Bashir's daughter. Demian Bashir is like the head of that evil company. I think it's called Apex. Both of them are wasted in this movie, by the way. But we can, yes, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, so that yeah, that's why they have to go down there. She like extracts it in that ship. Um, Mm -hmm. and yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think it's also kind of the same energy that gives Kong like his axe. Yeah. Which is yeah, cool, he needs, but he it's never really axe. explained. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he needs that axe in this movie. I, you know, I'm I'm glad we talked about the Hollow Earth because I had some thoughts on that. Yeah, that that took me out of it a little bit when that happened in that movie. I was sort of just like, he's just flying and he's doing this. Thing. <laughs> just felt like a like a rust like low budget pandora yeah i'm yeah, not sure if you got to this point lost yet john but there is a certain point where the phrase donkey wheel gets brought up and that is Ooh. really i i kind of just good point i kind of just started questioning myself mm-hmm. about continuing to watch it yeah I don't know that i'm there yeah yeah but i'll keep an ear out for that you've met ben right Linus? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's been in it for a while. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's. he's I'm at, I'm at the Nikki Paul. Yeah. Nikki. Yeah. Nikki and Paul is the next episode I have. I just saw. Uh, I think the last one I watched was the one where Locks pushed out the window. The man from the, Tallahassee. The man from Tallahassee. Yeah. yeah. That you find out they have his dad. Okay. Dave's Whether or not that's legitimate or not. John Locke's dad. <laughs> he's a savage. Tom man goes by many names. Yeah. Yeah, you're not even at that. Oh, see, I want to go. Um, season three of Lost is like really good, I feel. It's a very like underrated season, I think. Wait, so John, you haven't seen the whole thing with Locke's dead? So the, the episode that I just finished watching, like it, the, I, like the episode ends with like Ben takes Locke into that room mm-hmm. and the dad's tied up. So he's, That's he's like not where at this. He's not at the Sawyer part yet, Dave. He okay. just saw the episode where you find out John Locke got paralyzed or like how okay. he did. Yeah. Okay. Which I don't know how he survived that, but <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's a massive fall. Yeah. It was at least like eight stories up. <laughs> I think it was like twelve. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. I I'm shocked how he pushed him but not fell himself. Yeah. Yeah. That's another versus comparison. Jacob versus um the man in black. Jacob versus the man in black, yeah. Help me.
so we have some dueling beers here. So it's a little different than how we usually do. Obviously, in the spirit of Godzilla versus Kong, two, two heavyweights going at it. So what I have, again, like I said, is the Vienna Lager from Workhorse Brewing Company. And I have the Brotherly Love Hazy IPA from Victory Brewing Company. So two beers from pretty good, good local breweries, right? Um, mine's out in King of Prussia. Dave, yours is out in Downingtown. So it's, it's cool. I, I like it. Um, the Vienna Lager pretty much. So this is, it's, it's a little more hoppy than, than a normal lager, like than your normal like yinglings and stuff like that. Um, it's a little more like malty. But um, it's weighing at five two percent, and um, it's good. I, I really don't know what more to say about it. Um, I kind of wish you had one, John, so you can kind of compare. But um, I went out to this brewery last week, and it's actually a really cool experience. Um, really clean. You could tell they're following all like the COVID guidelines, all that stuff. But um, no, this is a good beer. It, like I said, it's a little heavier than a regular lager, but it's good. So it's kind of like malty type. Little malty, or, yeah. So they describe it as okay. smooth, toasted, and malty. Um, and it's a five two percent, five point two percent. So that's like where your normal lager is usually weighing in around. Yeah. I feel like you hear that like like malt is I feel I don't know. I feel like I'm instantly predisposed to think kind of heavy, but yeah. Yeah, it's not so I, I mean I do though. like lag I do like lagers, like yingling yeah. and stuff. I would check that one out for sure. Mm-hmm. Um I never heard of workhorse before you mentioned it, so very one cool I check out. Yeah. Yeah, and I have the Brotherly Love. It's a hazy IPA, and it's weighing in at six percent alcohol. But it doesn't feel like it's six percent alcohol. It feels super light, and it is packed with a tropical medley of hop notes. So you get a bunch of different, you know, earthy flavors with it that really stick out to you. I get a lot of citrus with this when I taste this. Big hit See that that sounds very that sounds pretty appealing to me. That one, mm. um, I've tried a lot of the Victor. Well, not a lot, but I've tried Victory stuff before. So this is that a very would already up- kind of get me kind of hooked. But. And this is a very uplifting beer too. Listen to listen to the description of this on the can. We cultivate hope, and now through this hazy IPA, we are cultivating a universal sense of human kindness that inspires courage and ignites positive change within our communities. See through the haze and celebrate what unites us all. Brotherly love. Drink beer, do good. And it's got the brewmaster's approval. Thank you, Bill and Ron. I got to follow that up. Do I? (laughs) (laughs) Oh. So I, 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 we got a little bit of a contrast with our beers. It seems like mm. your beer wants wants to make you want to go go to fight, and my beer wants to like bring people together. So I mean, it's a good clash we got going for this idea that we got going on. Yeah, you know, I think you're more of Kong in this situation, Dave. Maybe yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think I got more of a Kong beer with the brotherly love, a little more abrasive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, and I don't know. I, I think what you also got away, John, is the experience of the breweries, right? Like going out to Victory versus going out to Workhorse. Right. Workhorse is fun. It, it, it kind of reminds me of like a, a, a little like smaller scale Victory, but it, it was still cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, as I say, yeah, Victory is more like a restaurant, like a much bigger, mm-hmm. um, you know, experience. I mean, at least in my, my time, it's been a while since I've been there. But... This can really, really gonna... cool. 
Yeah, it, I was gonna say that looks like a cool it's design. Got, it's got like the uh like a seventies feel to it with the I guess the impression of a rainbow with the different colors. You know, you got you got the the craft beer like hop hoppy like I guess kind of logo in the middle. And you got two hands shaking each other and they so literally make it known that it's two different races shaking hands by making one hand yellow and one hand orange. Can I see that? Let me let yeah. me see. Can I see the can? Okay. Oh, I really I love hazy IPA. All right, cool. And you got the hops in the middle. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think mine's got two horseshoes. Oh, look at that! Cheers. <laughs> but now you know I'm I'm also gonna plug the cheesesteak egg rolls because I got them last weekend there and they were delicious. Oh, so. cool. I I still have yet to go to Victory. We'll we'll take a trip out there because it's it's a very fun experience. Yeah, so Victory Brewing, if you if you uh get wind of us on this episode, uh choose a DM. Let us let us know when mm. we can come down and maybe we could try some beers and give you give you a nice big plug with that. So yeah. we we've done a couple beers from Victory. They're a great spot. We've done a few, yeah. I feel like Victory and like Kate Mayer are big, big. So I think we did the classic lager not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so, but this is definitely one I would put on the Brew of Fame. This is pretty good. I feel like I could get a, a case of this and, and throw it back. Good. Not in one I, sitting. Not in one sitting because it's six percent of alcohol. You know, you don't want to yeah. overindulge yourself and get overserve yourself. You know, it, I like the hazies. Yeah, the hazies are good. Yeah. Hazy IPAs are good. I like them more than like regular IPAs. But also this Vienna Lager. Let's, let's talk about. It. <laughs> it's good. Like I said, it's it's a little heavier than a normal lager, but it's good. Yeah, it's like very winter. I feel like this is a good like winter beer. Oh, so it's more okay. And this is yeah. more of a summer beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, yeah, pretty different than there. Like I was maybe gonna we... say, yours yours sounds more like a winter beer, Matt. That was at least mm-hmm. the yeah. vibe I was getting from it. Yeah, like I'm thinking maybe after having just this one, because we're gonna start our um our brews of summer, mm-hmm. starting Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. This might be one to do for the brews of summer, just as a full episode. Let's do it as an episode. Yeah, absolutely. And then we'll come back around, and in the winter, we'll we'll do a. Uh, We'll do yours in the in the winter. The brews of winter. It's Game of Thrones inspired. <laughs> the Lancaster winter warmer ale. Yeah, I have to try one of those uh, on one of these episodes. Yeah. So you you know you don't have to. Uh, you can make a decision if you want, John. It's up to you. Both of us win. That's cool. If, if one is better, I than the definitely other, would want to check them check them both out. I think. Uh, yeah. I think brotherly love is taking it for me. Just that just sounds more appealing to me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think workhorse definitely in terms of a brewery, which one am I going to run out to? I think I'd run out to workhorse just cause I've been to victory and sure. workhorse sounds a little bit more, uh, you know, it, fe- it feels look. like victory when you go out there, it's kind of got that like big, like, um, warehouse, industrial type park warehouse feel. type vibe. Yeah. So I would check it out. Yeah. So what's the, well, I guess the I prize? Think, do I get to go to the other world? Hollowers? Oh, do get I get to, to, to check it out? Yeah. What's, what, what's the what's the prize? Do I get, do I get to go to Hollow Earth or anything like that? Yeah. To take it to Hollow Earth, uh, you're going to be staying with Kong's family that may or may not be down there. <laughs> yeah. You actually have to search for Kong's family down there. We're not sure if they're there or not. <laughs> I could totally see to his credit. I could totally see me making a commercial. Number. I just go down there with like a, a backpack and like they all constant are attacking. I just pull out the brotherly love and like they all get happy. 
Yeah. The brotherly love from Victory Brewing Company. It's a Super Bowl commercial <laughs> next year. In the making, yes. <laughs> to his credit, like, Kong didn't seem too pissed off, though. Like, when it's like, I mean, he uh, got that axe and that he was kind of chill. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, you know, I think him earning the title of king kind of outweighed whether or not his family was down there. My like, question yeah. is, like, how long was he, like, I mean, Kong Skull Island is set in 1973. I mean, he has not seen his family for years, and it's just like they might be down there. Why don't you go and see? It's like showing the Maybe a dog a tennis ball. You want the ball, you want the ball, yeah. and you fake throw it, and they go sprinting for it. Yeah, he, he went after it. I felt bad, though. He's, like, swinging, and then he just falls. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, and speaking know, of falling, if you drink one or too many of these beers at one sitting, you will fall, too, so do not drink and drive. Do not do anything. Don't overserve yourself. No. Yeah. You feel like shit you know. the next day. You, you're nervous when you, you drink after a day of drinking. You, the next day, you're just, you're just so wasted. Unproductive. Yeah, I've noticed, I've noticed my hangovers are getting worse. And yeah. I don't want to like age myself now, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> yeah, when I drink a little too much, I, I feel a lot worse in the morning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're not but, there yet, John. But, but I guess on our grading mm-hmm. scale of one to five, I would give this four brews. Four brews? Okay. Good. Good. I, you know, I, I think I'm giving this four brews still. This is okay. a, a solid beer. It's a nice, dependable beer. Um, I got a, a, a variety pack of these things last weekend. Um, and I think I, I like the, the regular lager a little more than this, but this is still good, too. Yeah, so stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned with the, with the beer reviews. Crack open a brotherly love or Vienna lager. Kick your feet back and just have a good time with it. Welcome back to Post Credit Brews with Matt, Dave, and Jeff. So, so yes, yeah, so, I mean, with this movie, we talked about Hollow Earth, you know, Godzilla, what, uh, Kong. What were your thoughts on a uh, Mecha Godzilla? Did Did so, you see it coming? Did Were you surprised or? doesn't surprise me but i think essentially what were they doing they were just kind of like taking the the bones or the skull of whatever those monsters were and they were transferring it to like a robot pretty much yeah i guess it was it was supposed to be ghidra king ghidra which is that like three-headed dragon that was like the main villain and king of the monsters Mm -hmm. which i thought that was cool but i mean this movie kind of does nothing with that yeah um you know like like nothing beyond just the look of it was cool, really. I mean, they didn't do anything else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess that was the whole concept. I guess they wanted some kind of defense against, you know, any kind of threat, and they saw having mm-hmm. this Mecha Godzilla as that. I didn't think Mecha Godzilla even looked that cool. Like mm-hmm. it didn't. No. What I was thinking this yeah. movie was going to do was there was going to be two Godzillas, mm-hmm. and you were going to find out that the one was that was fighting Kong the whole time was a mecha godzilla like it wasn't oh, the actual okay. godzilla that's what the route i thought they were going um, yeah i th- i think in the end i think it maybe probably would have been hard to execute that especially given that. the whole yeah the way they did godzilla in the last movie where it's you know he wants to take out whatever monsters a threat to him mm-hmm. um so i guess it made sense but i don't yeah. i just didn't think mecha godzilla's like design in this looked that cool um, mm-hmm. especially given how 
how good the effects have been in this movie. I kind of agree. There, there were some times that I thought Godzilla looked pretty questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, the closer you get to his face, I think the worse it looks. Yeah, yeah, it's not a good design. Yeah. It, well, it's like I thought it was a good design in the last movie and 2014. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Especially the 2014 one maybe looks the coolest to me, but maybe mm-hmm. that's just because you see him not yeah. a ton. And people had a lot of like issues. I remember people thought he looked a little too chonky. In this one? No, in the first one. 2014. The 2014 one. <laughs> yeah, he's was thick thing, in the 2014 one. Though. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, I wasn't super, like, blown away by the Mechagodzilla either. I thought it was kind of just, yeah. Didn't look like a super imposing threat. I mean, they take it out in, like, a minute, two minutes. Mm-hmm. A little kinda longer like than Steppenwolf that, sure, but... Kind of like Steppenwolf. Yeah. The least, in the least, least, one. The least yeah. intimidating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or even in the Zack Snyder one, they take him out pretty quick in that, I thought, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Well, oh. that's as soon as Superman comes in, yeah. Yeah. I still lose Arizona. You think of the, the 2017 one? Like, that's how he dies. No! Yeah. Stop! <laughs> yeah, all the uh, all those things turn on him, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the ending of The Lion King. Yeah. Yeah, oh, with Scar. God. God. It's another versus we're talking. Well, no, that was Justice League. Okay, it's Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> How do you guys think Scar scared. Scar would have fared in this fight? Scar's a sneak. Yeah, I was. Gonna, I think he would have. Yeah. I think even after they defeated Mechagodzilla, I think he would have found a way to have them turn against each other again. You know? so, what, so it would have been even more for John Taffrey on do then. Yeah, I think he, he would have said, get Scar out of there and, you know. What would the bar it. be named? That John he, like, Taffer like, working with bra- Scar from The Lion King. This is a thing now, too? <laughs> That's maybe even more bizarre than the dog. I, I don't know. The doghouse from John Stoll by Ginger is really bizarre. I, I think the bizarreness of these Taffer scenarios... Taffer rescuing Pride Rock. <laughs> I, th- I think the bizarreness of these scenarios outweighs us like overstaying this joke. But like, I think we can we can continue rolling with it. Yeah, I, I think the bar would probably be called Monarch or something like that, like Monarch's Tavern. <laughs> in the, in this made up scenario where Godzilla and Kong go to bar together, <laughs> Taffer would have to save it though. There's no one else. Imagine the stress test. <laughs> Come on, Kong. I like the energy. Let's go. <laughs> Godzilla, slow as hell behind that bar. Look at those hands. He can't move them. Kong showed initiative tonight. He really rose to the occasion. <laughs> I'll do it for him. I don't want to do it for you. <laughs> I like that we're just immediately going to like Godzilla being the one that doesn't pick up any of the weight in this scenario. <laughs> Just because Kong is such a more likable character in this movie. <laughs> oh, goodness. So are we getting a Godzilla Kong too? I don't think we are. No, I, I think, think we're done with this uh... franchise. And I think that's a lot where well, a lot of the downfall from this movie is. I think they tried to hype up a lot of the things in this. Mm-hmm. Just to leave you with nothing else left, just trying to make up your own opinion of what happens afterwards. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like for lack of a better, you know, words or lack of better way to put it, like this movie almost kind of felt that on arrival. I almost like, feel like yeah. uh, how I felt when Joseph Gordon-Levitt gets the letter from Christian Bale. He swings into the Batcave and sees the Robin costume and they do nothing with it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of yeah. how I felt at, at the end of this. Yeah, yeah. Like it, instead of being like a definitive ending, it's just kind of like it's just like a shoulder shrug almost. Mm-hmm. Well, that was Which, it. like I don't know that I would need like I don't know like maybe I would watch this movie again if I decided to watch you know if I'm going through and doing a rewatch of the other ones, mm-hmm. but I'm not I'm not clamoring for another one. Like I'd be fine if they, I don't really know, gen, you know, I know there's tons of monsters that are in this, you know, this, this Toho canon, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's tons of other things Godzilla can fight, but they've really kind of done all, all of them. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, at least in my, my mind, like they've kind of done the most prominent ones. Yeah. I, I, I mean, King again, of Monsters, there's like so many in it. I kind of wish they just followed the tone of that first Godzilla. And I, I think I would have liked to have seen more movies after that, but I think, and again, not that I'm trying to crap on Kong Skull Island a little more, but that was a little more cartoony. Like it felt like a Saturday morning cartoon. I bring that up a lot, mm-hmm. but it did feel very cartoony. Yeah. Um, and it shifted from that tone of that first Godzilla. And I think it, it set the tone for the movies that came after it. But, you know, I really would have liked to have seen what they could have done more with the tone that was set in that first Godzilla. So. And I think in terms of like the cinematography, I mean, I guess like casting, cinematography, like, on paper and just by watching the trailers, you would think that they were keeping the tone. I, I remember this trailer for Godzilla King of the Monsters came out at like the 2018 Comic-Con when yeah. the trailer for like Aquaman mm-hmm. came out and Glass and mm-hmm. Shazam. Yeah. And like I watched this trailer a ton when it mm-hmm. first came out. I thought it was really cool. It's a really um, good trailer. It, I was like, yeah. It seemed to be keeping in line with what that first one was. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like I, I think in a lot of ways, the movie kind of st- the Godzilla King of the Monsters sticks to it. Like I think the cinematography, um, like kind of the color palette's the same, like kind of the look of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, the tone is just a little more campy and yeah, it just didn't, I don't know. I, I get, it really shifted from a more like grounded approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a really, that, that second Godzilla movie trailer was really good when that came out. I remember. Um, that got me excited for the movie. I agree with you, John. Yeah, I mean, I think this is everything we've seen from this. You know, I know you were kind of wondering this question, Dave. This, you know, these Godzilla movies don't connect to the Matthew Broderick 1998 Godzilla movie. So, as much I, as we want to see him make a return, it would be cool to at least see a cameo. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I got to go back and watch that. I mean, I remember watching that as a kid a lot that Godzilla movie with him. I think I watched it maybe four or five years ago. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it, they're just trying to do Jurassic Park in a lot of ways. Yeah. I was going to say there's those little mini like, yeah. I was going to say, I, I this movie in particular, uh, Kong vs. Godzilla, I felt a lot like, like I was when I was watching Jurassic World a little bit. You know, you kind of just, just dumped into this, the story and, if you don't know the background, you're kind of just thrown into it and you don't really know what's going on and they can be super confusing. Was that kind of you with the Jurassic movies you're saying, Dave? Yeah, because I wasn't like loyal to the Jurassic Park movies. I mean, I've yeah. seen them, but I, God, how long ago have I... It's been forever since I've seen all of them and then you go see Jurassic World. Like, 
that's the thing when like you do these continuations because when did school school line come out like 2000 and uh how was when it? did what come out when did skull island come out uh that was 2017 17 yeah yeah so look at that that's like a four or five year difference right there from mm-hmm. I, I don't remember everything from that yeah yeah I'm not one to go back and like watch movies over and over again too. Like I'll watch it once and get what I can and get what I get out of it. Mm-hmm. If it's memorable, I remember it. Unless, or unless like you're clamoring for it, you rewatch it, right? Yeah. Yeah, like the S told by Ginger and John Tavercross server. <laughs> it's what we're waiting Needed. for. Everyone wants to watch. <laughs> oh God. But I, I think we said everything we want to say about Godzilla Kong though. Yeah. Um it is what it is. Like, you know, don't, don't go into this movie expecting the dark night, but um, you know, I, I think it, this movie does have some, some redeeming qualities, but I yeah, think the grabs overall... are cool. The fights are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, like that, that fright, like the, that fight on the freighter, like I'll definitely remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, I mean the effects again, I don't think Godzilla looked too great in this, mm-hmm. at least when it got up close. But other than that, I mean, they yeah. were pretty decent effects in this. And I think they knew that freighter scene was like one of the standouts because they like showed that in the trailer a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a yeah. lot of the promo images. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it's not great. I, I will still acknowledge that. It's not, it's not a great movie. Yeah, it doesn't knock my socks off at all. Yeah. That's everything for Godzilla Kong, guys. Um, I think this is our last episode in the MonsterVerse, but if you guys really want us to go back and explore those other movies, just let us know. I know John's going to be doing the, the reviews on the blog for it, but... Um, Again, you can check that out at postcreditbrews.blogspot.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like we always say, check out our, our social media. We're highly active on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're not as popular on Facebook, though. I don't... We gotta, we gotta up our following. On we it. gotta up our Twitter and Facebook game. Yeah, Instagram's our main hub, though. Instagram's so that's for that's where you want to go if you want to give a recommendation, if you want to give mm-hmm. a beer recommendation, if you want to come to the show and talk to us. We would love to have guests on. Just shoot us a DM at Bruce Post. No, at no, that's at Post Twitter Bruce. That's on Instagram, mm-hmm. and we're on Twitter at, at uh, Bruce Post. I think. Yeah, follow us. It was the only handle available. That's right. That's that's the thing about. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, yeah no, check tell us your, out. Tell your friends to follow. Us. We want to get the blue check mark. Hmm. You know, and we're working towards. We're that. starting to work with some with some merchandise too. Mm-hmm. You can check out our social media like stories. We're going to be advertising the new koozies that we have coming out. Yeah, yeah, and some t-shirts. Yeah, Dave's been doing a good job with getting his designs out and everything. So we're excited. We for don't you have guys like a story yet or anything. But... So it's just gonna be like per order. Like if you mm-hmm. want something, just let me know and I'll get it for you. Yeah, yeah. And Definitely. we'll we can work out we can work out pricing. Like there, we'll do some negotiation. But the, all that will take place on Instagram. Just DM us at Post Credit Brews. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But with that um, being said, this has been Post Credit Brews. I'm Dave. I'm Matt. And I'm John. And thanks for listening. Bye bye. See you later.